You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, we are talking about the Euros. We talk about Cristiano Ronaldo finally did it. He did. He outdid Messi. With an asterisk. With, with an asterisk. He, his knee's a little hurting, but he did it. Portugal wins the Euro 2016 final. Uh... Uh, yeah, and why are our knees hurting? We'll find out if you listen. On the second <laughs> segment, we talk to Andy Winter, who you guys might know is at MLS Fantasy. He's telling us all about fantasy, where what players to buy, where to spend most of your money, how to play them, where to put them. He might as well run an MLS club at this point. He is very good on a budget. He's absolutely incredible. In the third segment, we talk about NYCFC losing to Kansas City 3-1. Uh, to one. We also talk about Mayor de Blasio, who some people cannot stand, no. but, but apparently he's doing a great thing. He's building soccer pitches all over New York City. <laughs> what does that mean? Where is he going to put them? I I think one is going to go in the back of my apartment. <laughs> All on uh, the third floor. Graziano Pella is going to China. Ching, 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 ching. Well, oh, that's money. No, that's okay. money. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's the sound of a cash machine. <laughs> please, I swear to God. Please, everybody. <laughs> no, sound. no letters. Somebody won no. uh, in, a, in a casino. <laughs> no letters. I swear to God. We talk about that and more <laughs> on, on the Cooligans. Hi, this is Kyrie Shelton from New York City FC, and you're listening to the Cooligans. Hi, I'm RJ Allen for New York City Football Club, and you're listening to the Cooligans. This is Jack Harrison from NYCFC, and you're listening to The Cooligans. This is Ian Joy, and you're listening to The Cooligans. We are The Cooligans, and we are on location. We are, are The Cooligans, and we are outdoors. We yeah, saw- we've done one from the car on the way to practice and in practice. That's right. Uh, but we have never done one. And smack dab the middle of New York City. We're literally the the the, the Central Park of New York. The p- pigeons. These birds up. do not care. Uh, <laughs> they have lots of uh, lots of confidence coming right up to me and making me flinch. Uh, if you're wondering why we're in uh, the middle of Central Park, we are recording the podcast because uh, you know we're busy. Uh, you know, showbiz types. We're go-getters, go-getters. and we were outgoing and getting it. We were and now getting, we're here. <laughs> we were getting uh, an, audi- showbiz types. an audition. We auditioned for uh, as a soccer duo. For Together. S- for for uh, some commercial, which I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about. Uh, they did ask us not to post on social media, but they didn't say anything about well, talking about it freely <laughs> on a podcast that's heard by millions of people. That is right. Uh, so we auditioned for that, and, uh, you know, we didn't have time to go back to, uh, you know, the so studio. So this, this friggin' guy tells me, He's wearing a suit jacket. We're we're auditioning together. So I was like, hey, whatever you decide we should wear, we'll both wear. And we're auditioning as, uh, can we, did we say announcers, announcers already? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's announcers for a soccer game. And I was like, yeah, all right. So he's like, all right, I'm wearing a blazer, which means now I have to wear a blazer. And what's wrong with that? Which means now I have to carry a blazer out of Brooklyn, <laughs> into the city, and around with me all freaking day. This is the issue with And how long was the audition? How long was the audition? How long did we lo- wear that blazer for? 60 seconds at most. 60 seconds I wore a blazer, and I get to carry around with me all freaking day. This is the thing about, this is the difference between you and I, Yeah, really, because it's... You're you, not complaining? Yeah, Alexis has... Such a problem being slightly inconvenienced. <laughs> yes. Just uh, even a little bit. <laughs> maybe I'm just more honest about it than you are. Oh, I don't no, know. I have to carry around, uh, uh, you know, a suit uh, jacket. You know, uh, uh, what? Uh, eight an, ounce, ad- an eight ounce jacket. For- First of all, mine is clearly <laughs> more, weighs more than yours, <laughs> simply on material. Oh, that's right. Uh, and uh, I have to carry around like, a, like a, one of these like uh, suit bags yeah. with me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ugh. What a tragedy. The worst day of your life. On the subway. <laughs> off the subway. Back on the subway. It was 
It was uh, it was topsy turvy. <laughs> is what it was. Oh my goodness. So uh, that's over, and now we're here recording the podcast. Well, it's not over. We're in the middle of it. But this is why we're in Central Park. No, we're. The, oh well, yeah. The the jacket. The, yeah, that's. Yeah, it, I still it, have to carry the jacket. <laughs> I'm very upset about it's it. Still, you still have about like six more hours of carrying yeah. the jacket. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. Just thinking about it. Uh, but we're in Central Park uh, recording, and this is it's nice. This is a nice feeling. Talking footy. It's beautiful. Right. right? Like w- where it happens on the grass. On grass. Uh, well, not in MLS. It's all all turf. Right, mostly turf. turf. Right, for those of you listening in New England, <laughs> you have no idea what we're talking about. For those of you listening into Seattle, you wish you knew what we were talking about, but you don't. Yeah, yeah. Little pellets don't uh, pop off the ground <laughs> right, when we right. walk over it. So. Well, I mean, it depends how long that bur- that dog poop has been there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it, it was uh, another great week in soccer. Oh, my God. Cristiano Ronaldo, he almost did it. Do you like <laughs> he silenced the, uh, you know, the, the critiquers with an asterisk, I think. The critiquers is, I'm probably almost not sure not a word. Critics, critics yeah. is the word, but. Critics critique, is probably how you want to say Critiquers is definitely like, ooh, I'm a fancy critic. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm a critic, but I'm also wearing this monocle. <laughs> I am a critiquer. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, uh, Portugal yeah. did defeat France in the Euro 2016 final. Right. And for, uh, what, 75 minutes of it without Cristiano Ronaldo? That's right. Ronaldo, uh, he was, uh, I believe, mugged by Dimitri Payet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it was clearly intentional. Benzema recorded him uh, <laughs> sleeping with someone That's else. That's right. He got blackmail, so he, yeah. uh, he had to do it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was a, it, it was a, a, a bummer, obviously, because you want to see you do want to see Ronaldo. He and also, this was his moment, you know? That's right. He, uh, you know, he he made a comment that he said that, uh, you know, hopefully in seven days I'll be crying tears of joy. And a lot of people th- saw that as him throwing shade at uh, Messi. Okay. You know, because he cried tears of, as we now know, uh, you know, uh, the, so, the yeah, murderous. Yeah, that's a bit of a stress because so does everybody cries. Uh, yeah, but after, I mean, uh, I think most famous right now besides Jordan is Messi. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with the picture of Alexi Sanchez just behind him glaring. <laughs> yeah, I had for Sachile. I had posted that um, that uh, that GIF of of Messi uh, when he was um, celebrating after winning the Ballon d'Or. And he was waving. And he was waving, and then it's just that cut to Ronaldo. It cut to Ronaldo, just shade being thrown. <laughs> and I had put the caption. Uh, when when everybody tells you Messi is better than you, but you keep winning trophies and paying and taxes, paying your taxes, and pay- very good. <laughs> a lot of retweets on that one. Yeah. I saw it; it was very funny. So, uh, but he, I mean, you can't look. Uh, he didn't play for the final, but no, he did not. He, you know, Portugal wouldn't even even been out of the group stage if uh, if Ronaldo didn't uh, come up with some like some big I games. I mean, Portugal would have been out of the group stage if 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 there Fair. was a god. I mean, <laughs> that is not the way you want to play. That's not the soccer we want to see. I want to preface all of this by saying they deserve to win. If you understand tactics the way uh, that uh, Santos does, and he made the appropriate changes so that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, you know, and and the rest of Portugal, um, and their their uh, limited talent, which I think you could look at their first eleven and say like, okay, maybe not all these guys um, would be starters on your Real Madrids or your Barces or your Arsenals or Manchester Uniteds or Chelsea. Uh, you know, he picked the right tactics. Very, very smart management. Uh, you know, reminds me a lot of Mourinho with Chelsea. You know, make the most of what you have, and he did that. But I think even Portuguese fans, ones intelligent enough to know the game, not just the ones who are celebrating, and you didn't watch any of the of the road to this, uh, you would admit that that's probably 
It, it's more that France lost than it is that Portugal won. Correct. Would you agree? I would say I would say that. Yeah. Come on, Gignac. <laughs> I mean, look, look, I'm as excited as anyone else for a Liga MX person to I, be in there, but I was disappointed uh, for France because they really should have won that game. I mean, they. I it, mean, in front of your home fans, your mother, your sister, your father, you know, uh, your your school teachers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everyone's right. in the stands watching. They really. I mean, they. It's not like they didn't have chances, uh, but you have to give. Some credit to Portugal. I mean, they are def- look defensively. Nobody was necessarily thinking like, "Wow, this is going to be this is a dominant defensive." About, I mean, team. could you imagine uh, what gambler would have put money on Portugal if I told you they were playing France at home? You know, uh, the team of the competition, really, up until that point, and Ronaldo's out in the first fifteen. I mean, what? Yeah. What gambler's not putting money on on France? Exactly. Yeah. After that happened, you we we should have seen France, you know, just absolutely take over, like just a uh, uh, bunker down and just like let's let's just win this game. They yeah. do not have their best player, and that's what it looked like. Uh, that you know, that's what obviously should have happened. But it's there was no barnstorming. They they relaxed and they're like, oh, we'll Look, figure they this had out. Chances. Griezmann Griezmann had real chances that he re- he just should have put away. Yeah, that header was gorgeous. That was a that was a that was a uh, you know world class save on that header from Rui, full stretch. Uh, Rui Patricio Rui Patricio. was he was unbelievable that game. I mean, there's nothing you can do there. You know, you put it in the only spot it can go, where you can score from your header if you're Griezmann, and it takes really probably one of the most elite saves I've seen in a very long time. Uh, and you know, you got to give him credit. You can't take anything away from him. And it's really Deschamps. Deschamps is at fault here. Okay. What a garbage team he chose! Why isn't Engolo no, Conte in? No, I, 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 yes, I don't think I, don't, I wouldn't blame him. I think France had the strongest. Why team. is Conte not there, and why is Pogba not running forward? Look at the few moments Pogba was running forward. He's up there dancing and doing his thing. <laughs> He's crushing it. And what are we? I mean, you have Engolo Conte who does nothing but run for ninety minutes at full speed. One of the best engines in the game. But he's and the guy's sitting on the bench for what? But he's not a scorer, and they no. And but Pogba is better moving forward, and I, you would have had Pogba move forward and not sitting back I, and waiting. I, and why isn't Lacazette on the team? We know why Benzema is not because him and D'Angelo Russell are still hanging out, <laughs> right? Filming their friends on their phones. Uh, why isn't Lacazette there? Look, he's so much better. You're better than Gignac. Here's the thing about Gignac. He's just like Giroud. He's tall. He puts that he puts you know, he puts the ball down. He's somewhat of a target man. He likes to turn and strike every once in a while. He's Giroud. He's a he's a worse version of Giroud than Giroud. They, and that's who you put in after you take out Giroud. That already didn't work. <laughs> I don't think uh, France's issues were uh, scoring. Uh, we're about scoring. No, no, no. no! I, w- w- in the final, yes. Look, what they, are you talking in about? The, in the final, they could not score. We know that. This but, is what we're uh, talking but about. But leading up to the tournament, that wasn't that wasn't really an issue. They were they were because they didn't play anyone that as as tactically tactically sound. But you that, know, but that, or, it is. Some, I know they they played Italy, but you know. All right, here's the thing. They also didn't play a great game in general. You know what I mean? So they weren't really up to snuff against Portugal, who's playing out of their skin. I don't. Rafael looked incredible. They had look the rest of the Ninja Turtles in in, in the final. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, it, it took a second. But you got I'm it. like, what the hell is he talking about? In, in the final, 
uh, uh, France had opportunities. They should have buried them. They had way more. Uh, they had way more possession. They, they, yeah, but that's Portugal's game. Sure, but they, they, they should have put some away. Look, uh, Payet didn't play very well. That's that's like he he sort of saved them uh, in a couple of games when they they couldn't really figure anything out with sure. with some you know with, with some of his free kicks and, and just some of just the worldies that he was uh, able to score. Incredible. But offensively, look, I, I I would agree to that point that Pogba should have probably been uh, more high up. Absolutely, should have been venturing forward a lot more. And at some point in the middle of the game, Deschamps should have made that adjustment. Uh, and he didn't. And you know what I want to know? How much money did Deschamps have on Portugal? Garbage. <laughs> no, man, they want. And then Adair, Adair, the only striker Portugal brought with them. The only striker. Well, and Ronaldo? No, Ronaldo's not a striker. Oh, the, okay. He's like a winger. I mean, I see what you're saying. They yeah, play yeah. him forward. But he's the only true in and out striker, is Adair. Uh, but he's. And that's the guy who scores. From what, <laughs> seven hundred and fifty yards away? How far was he? He was on a lazy. What a look! If you're Yuris, Loris, however you want to pronounce his name, that's the most Spursy thing you could have done. Is let that ball go through. It was. A, France, it was a hard. You deserve strike. it. It was a hard. Beautiful strike. strike. Yeah. Perfect positioning. Yeah. But you had an hour and a half to see it coming. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're France, did uh, Didier Deschamps. I, you know, you're shaming Didier Drogba's name, by the way. <laughs> uh, you know, bringing someone like Lloris, what a mistake. You know, you just don't take any spuds with you. <laughs> don't take any Spurs players because this is what they do. They they play like Spurs. I see. I think you're being overly critical or too harsh. Are you? Uh, uh, I think you're under critiquing. <laughs> is that a word? That is a word. That is I a think word. you're under criticizing. Critiquing. <laughs> uh, no, because look, look. I, 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 even with this loss, and I know that France lost in the final, they still played very, very well. The, the, overall. What I, is This isn't horseshoes. Who cares? <laughs> you saw half of those players didn't want to wear that silver medal. Would you want to wear that silver medal? I would not. But, like, but you, you, you still just can't. lost the final in front of your, your grandparents. It doesn't mean. In front of your kids. <laughs> your own children. Your adopted children. Your adopted. <laughs> speaking of adopted <laughs> children, half the team was really from Africa. <laughs> If you're friend, <laughs> you can't even win with ringers coming yeah. in from outside your country. That's a, like that's why even with like the European Union stuff about like immigrants and all this stuff, France can't be saying any of that because France, like I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I don't. These are Frenchmen. I don't know. These, are, these I mean, are the most Frenchmen see. looking Frenchmen yeah, I've ever yeah. seen. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this guy's practically wearing a you know a baguette on, <laughs> in his pants, and uh, he's got uh, he's yeah, got yeah. he's got one of those one you of those know, little po- twisty mustaches, those uh, long cigarette holders. <laughs> po- Pogba has a uh, has a baguette. Uh, you know, in his yeah, hair. In his like, hair. He's just shaved into you his hair. You can't see it, but it's there. <laughs> that's not someone dabbing. That's someone holding two baguettes. That's what that is. Uh, but, and, you know, Zidane was Algerian. I mean, God, you know, they really... <laughs> France, man, really, uh, really barely taking advantage of, uh, of all these ringers you're bringing in. So, uh, look, it's still... Uh, I'm still happy for Ronaldo. Look, he did the thing. You have to be happy for Ronaldo. And by the way, nothing I'm saying takes anything away from what Portugal did. Portugal set up the best way to compete with this team. You were given an opportunity. You seized it. Everything that France did not. France could have, and under any other circumstances, 99 more times you play that game, France is winning that game. Yeah. This was your opportunity. You won something for your country. Ronaldo looked amazing running up and down the side of the pitch or limping up and down the side of the pitch. You know, uh, uh, telling people where to go, and you know, I thought he was going to tell the manager, like, "Get out of here, I got this." <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Go ahead, homie. Sit down. 
relax. <laughs> this is my you, moment. You've you know? done enough. Yeah. And a beautiful moment when they finally win. Nani comes over and puts the uh, the captain's armband back on Ronaldo for the photos. Beautiful, beautiful moment. He gave the golden boot to uh, to uh, or the golden ball, the silver ball to uh, Nani. Okay, because they were tied for goals. And they gave it to Cristiano Ronaldo, so he gave, he handed the award over to Nani. Beautiful, beautiful all the way around. I think goes back to my point of you can't really hate Ronaldo. It, uh, it, it, uh, I can see why people do, but when I it mean, comes when to you his really co- think about it, when it comes to his career, you really you, you can't argue, especially now he has also just the person that he is. You know the stuff that he does. I mean, you saw him running up and down the side of that pitch with that the passion. You see this guy in the Portuguese flag T-shirt. This. <laughs> Gaudy ass T-shirt. It is loud. You know the, the thing that's in the. I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> it, there was an old Volkswagen where every every panel on the Volkswagen was a different body color. That was very famous. Imagine that became a shirt. That's what this person is wearing. Yeah, it's like the, it's a bit much. It looks like the thing that like before they make a tie dye shirt, like before they spin <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's like that's these are the <laughs> colors. Yeah, these are the colors. <laughs> it looks odd. It looks like someone took paint samples from uh, Home Depot and just threw them <laughs> on a table. And in the middle of it is the, the center of the Portuguese yeah. flag. His his shirt is just a swatch. Right. Exactly. One hundred percent. Homie's wearing a swatch branded shirt. But all that saying, including that. You got to be proud of that guy. You got to be happy for that guy. You got to be proud of Ronaldo. You got to be happy for everyone except maybe, you know, Charisma's tattoo artist, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, when that with that feather in the hair, what is happening there? He said if the metal is made out of gold, he's selling it. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did see that. And that's uh, awful to say. I, yeah. I don't know if he was joking necessarily. Well, they give him a lot of, um, he, he's not a big fan of, of Portugal because they give him a lot of stick for being, I don't know if there's an appropriate, a more appropriate way of saying it, but they say he's a gypsy. Him oh. and his families are gypsies, so yeah. they kind of give him a lot of garbage for it. Mean? Like, yeah, I mean, unless he is, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know. I, yeah, I, I encountered gypsies when I went to Ireland, and uh, and and there's that, you know, you you don't want to be, uh, you know, racist essentially, sure. or, or, or or presume presume anything about people. But then I saw. Uh, a group of like gypsy women who were, uh, I guess, I don't know if they were asking for money necessarily, but they bumped into a friend of mine, like, uh, you know, kind of aggressively. And then he walked a couple more feet. And he's like, where's my phone? And he took his phone. It's a dude from New York? Yeah, dude, no, he was like from uh, I, Montana or something like that. Of course. <laughs> Somebody bump into me. Dog, you bump into me. I don't care. You holding a baby. <laughs> if I feel like you did that shit on purpose, I'm taking you down, dog. But you like, and your friends. It was like a like a 55-year-old lady. And? You come at me hard? I'm coming at you harder. Yeah. Especially she, if I she, think you took my if, phone. Yeah, if, if a gypsy steps on my Jordans, <laughs> it is over. Dog, did you scuff my Air Max ones? <laughs> Dog, yo, let's go talk, old lady. My hip. I don't care about your hip. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so that, that's a that's a shame about right. charisma. So that's you know, charisma has a little bit of a you know. And I, by the way, selling a gold medal, pretty gypsy thing to do. Uh, if you don't want people to stop calling you that, maybe that's not yeah. something you do. He sells, um, he sells silks and yeah. Anybody want purple legal cigar- cigarettes? <laughs> Uh, silks and purple cloth. That's all he sells. <laughs> he made his own jersey out of silk and cloth. Uh, that would have been hilarious. Um, I mean, look, I, I it was boring. No, no. This was a boring game. And you kind of got to, yeah. I blame, partially I blame France for not playing better. But we got to blame Portugal for just playing a boring style. 
It was boring. It was boring. I it mean, was boring. This was a final. It could have been. Uh, look, but the, 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 there was no other way they could have won. That that's they knew. They knew that All, going in. Look, we've already said that. We prefaced everything we're saying by saying we're proud of them. We're happy for them. Yes, boring. It was boring, but that's that, and look, it's their fault. They play a boring style. They won the way, f- and Greece won. Uh, what was it? Oh six? If I, no, oh six was the. Uh, I don't. Remember. Was it oh uh, eight? When did I think it was oh eight when Greece won? Terry, it was oh eight because they missed the twenty ten World Cup. Uh, boring. It's boring. It's defensive. It's anti football. It's all of those things. But if you're a Portuguese fan, stop taking it to the heart. You got to know what you are. Okay. When when uh, when Luis Suarez threw his hands up and blocked the shot and got sent off for it, they said he's cheating. No, no, no. He didn't try to get away with it. Yeah, he yeah. knew what he was doing. He risked getting out of the game to save the goal. That's not cheating. Yeah. This is the same thing. When someone says he cheated, you're wrong. But if someone says he did something illegal to save the game, yes, he did. Yeah. You have to know what he did. You know, uh, Portugal, you played a boring game. Taking a dive, you know, that's, you can say. Right. That all you, of, all Lebr- of Holland. Le- <laughs> cheating. LeBron, you know, with the ridiculous dives, you can argue that that might be somewhat cheating. Sure. Or like this gamesmanship there. Uh, but it's not totally like justified, right? It's like taking a foul to stop a, to make him go to the line, yeah. Not letting him have a free throw allowed. Yeah, you got a foul, you got called for it. If it was your six, there's you're a consequence. The game. There's a consequence. You for took that. the consequence. That's mm-hmm. not cheating. Uh, you can't. I you you have to be able to separate me saying that it's boring from me saying you don't deserve to win. I never said that. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations that you won Portugal. <laughs> but and you did it playing so boring. But that, that's a, that's a, an interesting question because uh, were the Euros boring because Portugal was in there or was it because of the expansion of all the teams? Because of the expansion. Yeah, yeah. All of these. I'm sorry. Look, I don't think there was anything more exciting than watching Albania uh, play and have their first chance at a European competition, Iceland. I mean, come on. Great story. How exciting was that? Beautiful. It was beautiful to watch, and the fans, and the Irish fans. And now that I've said all of that, we can say most of those teams did not really deserve to be in the competition until that they expanded it and allowed them to be in the competition. Now, there's a lot of positive, and those are all the positives, and I'm happy for all those countries and their fans. I want to get an Albania kit. They were dope. I also want to get a Turkey kit. But you know Nike's double XL is a little too tight. I'm not a big fan. We need triple, I gotta, quadruple. I got to. All right, watch your <laughs> damn tongue. I will stick to Adidas. Thank you very much. Thank you for making them straight and they I, fit nicely. I love how there's not. You don't even consider the idea of losing like the six pounds it would take to fit a little bit more. Do you have any idea? Again, I don't want to carry around this bag. You think all of a sudden I'm going to start going to the gym, watching what I eat? Anyway. Uh, you know, it was beautiful. I'm glad that they got in. I'm glad that there was a you know an opportunity for them to shine. And Iceland proved, you know that that you know with a lot of passion and not uh you know a, a ton of talent that you can beat teams as terrible as England. Okay, okay. you proved it. Uh, I'll, and, I'll ask you this question. Sure. Uh, and we'll get into something else in a second. But I, I wanted to see. Uh, as far usually in international tournaments, usually players, uh, some players, their stock goes up and some, their, you know, some of their stock goes down. Who, who do you think was the best and worst player of this tournament? I think if you're willing to buy uh, Ramsey and start him as your number 10, because mm-hmm. that won't happen at Arsenal. We just have too much talent up there. I think his talent, uh, his, his number has risen. Um, Pogba's number is questionable to me right now. Okay. So I think his stock has fallen. Not his fault, but, you know, I watched, you know, you see $100 million 
And, uh, you know, that's that's a lot of money for someone who didn't play incredibly well. Granted, he played out of position, but he didn't play incredibly well, you know. Um, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of people. I think probably, you know, Rui Patricio. I mean, that guy's going to get a gang of money. Okay. Incredible keeper. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think probably somebody whose stock went up, I'm going to have to... I mean, it's obvious, but I think Griezmann, uh, even though we know how I mean, his stock is, has gone up, but he just re-signed with Atletico. I mean, he's not going. He loves yeah. it over there. I, I, I guess the one person that uh, I was the most frustrated with, and I'm usually frustrated with, was Lukaku. I think Belgium, I think almost all the Belgium. I mean, this is, <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't he just Lukaku-ing to the highest? It was peak Lukaku. Uh, he was. Uh, Belgium look, played like he, shit. He made a couple. He got a couple goals, but. Not, I mean, they they should have gotten farther. There was so such but a high this, expectation. Copa America was so much more exciting. By oh far. my god, so much more exciting. If it wasn't for Iceland beating England, there would have been nothing to talk about yeah. with these Euros. It was by far. Everyone thinks I'm doing a Hitler thing. <laughs> just, I'm just waving my arm in the air, with your hand, and I yeah. shouldn't be doing that. I talk with my hands. Let me go wrong. Other hand, <laughs> uh, there was nothing. Copa America, passion. I'll, you know, maybe not the most pragmatic form of soccer, right? The ball's pinging around everywhere. But so much more exciting than when we saw Copa. A bunch of teams just sitting back, not even trying to win. No one's trying to win. Yeah, that's what, you know what they're... Safety defense. The Euros... Everywhere. The Euros were missing actual violence. I think that's what... I think that's what made the Copa America so exciting. Just like real chippiness, fighting... Yeah, red cards. There was more. There was more. I mean, let the Russian fans play. You know, <laughs> you want to see some excitement? Bunch of guys out there with brass knuckles. No, I mean, you know, I, I'm not. A, obviously, I'm exaggerating. I'm not a fan, but they, uh, of of actual yeah, no, violence. We don't want to see violence, but but, but we want more excitement. But, and if that's what it takes, but no, you, I'm I, I mean, one could argue that when it comes to international football, and 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 the passion behind it, sure. That's more prevalent in uh, uh, Latin America and South America. I think it's because also that their clubs don't get nearly the recognition European clubs do. Yeah. So, you know, someone who plays for Alawalense, you know, as wonderful a club as they are, nothing against them. You're probably showing up a little harder for, you know, the national team than you are for Alawalense. If you're playing for Peñarol in, in Uruguay or if you're playing for even Boca and River, which are incredible clubs. Yeah. People pay more attention to you on the Argentinian national team than they would at your club team. It's so, like, but it's worth more. It's worth more to them as opposed yeah. to in Europe. Like in reality, these play, these guys just don't even really want to get injured. Right. But also in Europe, like they fought actual wars. So they already have like a good understanding of who's who. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like they've actually <laughs> fought a real actual wars. <laughs> like in South America, there hasn't been that, you know, that grave yeah. amount of wars against each other. I, they all speak the same language, it's, you know, other than Brazil and some of the countries up north. Yeah. The, you the, know, for the most part. The way, uh, you know, so, uh, South American players get into the team, they get drafted by the military. They get drafted by the military. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're playing soccer. <laughs> just, and you're like, hey, this they, isn't bad. They, they, <laughs> I got to say, this could have been much worse. They give you cleats. They give you some shin guards, yeah. Yeah. a yeah. rifle, and get in there. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you wear camouflage, it's a bunch of logos. Oh, man. It says Claro, it says Pepsi, it says Burger King all over you. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to get into the second segment. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. Hey, why don't we do something that we've never done for this break? Which is? Why don't we play a bit of ours? A bit. Oh, that. Why don't we do that? Why don't we, why don't for this break, we play either mine or yours, and then when we come back to second break... 
we'll play another the other person's bit. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a, a minute minute long bit. What about that? Huh? Yeah. Let people know. If you haven't laughed up to this point, <laughs> you probably won't right after. No, I mean, yeah, you're well, obviously I, guaranteed to after. Sometimes this. people are kind of surprised that we are comics because because then because <laughs> well, speak for yourself. Well, so, you know, in in 2016, everybody calls themselves a comedian. Twitter, look, you can have yeah, a no, YouTube I put page. up a couple YouTube videos. You're a YouTube, and I'm a comedian. <laughs> and you're Get comedian. off my stage. <laughs> We're actual performers. We perform. All over the goddamn world. Yeah. Uh, so it's, a, it's sorry, Miranda sings. You're not a comedian. It's a real, it's a real thing. So yeah, uh, hopefully this will give us a, a a tad more credibility. It probably won't. Probably won't. But uh, hopefully it will. But hopefully, you know, those fans of ours, the millions of fans that are listening. That's right. And those of new listeners from uh, who've watched us on Flama, thank you so much. Thank you. And all the new listeners who heard about this on Ari Shafir's podcast. Oh, that's right. Uh, that I did. That was a blast. I uh, ate a ton of pizza with him and then ate more after that, believe it or not. <laughs> um, oh, you do believe it. Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Zero suspense <laughs> there for him. Why, I'm like, uh, these are facts. Where's the, pun- yeah, yeah. Where's the punchline? <laughs> uh, get to a bit, bro. So far, it's a TED talk. Uh, so, uh, you know, for, if you you're listening and you heard of me uh, or of us on the Irish Fears uh, Skeptic Tank podcast. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Hopefully you're enjoying it. If you're a fan of soccer, if not, uh, send us an email at soccercooligans at gmail.com and let us know uh, what you want us to talk about and we probably will ignore it. No, we will. <laughs> uh, so right now, listen to a bit from either myself or Christian. That's right. And we'll be back with an interview with a good friend of ours. We're going to be talking about MLS Fantasy. So if you're a big fan of MLS Fantasy and who do we have? Mr. MLS Fantasy himself. Tune in right after this. I think it, that is kind of frustrating for women and stuff. I, I think there is a, a lot of pressure put on men to sort of be that aggressive and that assertive, you know? Like, I think it's even like instilled at a very young age. Like, I, I was, I'll give you an example. I was on the subway the other day and I saw this mother talking to her three-year-old son and it was a very sweet conversation until it went terribly awry. And this is exactly what happened. She goes like this, she goes, Jared, do you like boys or girls? And Jared very confidently was like, Foot. And she went, no, no, Jared, do you like boys or girls? And Jared was like, foot. And she went, no, no, Jared, do you like boys or girls? You better say girls or I'm going to punch you in the face. And then Jared, he said girls because like he's too young to understand what homophobia is, but he does know that he has a terrible mother, right? <laughs> so good for him, you know? <laughs> But I remember being a kid and like adults would ask me the same question that would always like interrupt me in the middle of whatever I was doing. They'd be like, hey Christian, do you like boys or girls? Like, hey, I'm trying to do my fucking math homework. Can you leave me alone? Like, maybe I'm a little too young to understand the concept of sexual preference and sexual identity. I think it would be weirder if I did understand. You know, if my mom came up to me at three years old and was like, hey Christian, do you like boys or girls? And I was like, psh, mom? You know I'm all about that pussy. <laughs> Mom trying to play me. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just say that that was a bit from Christian. I <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. That's right. Uh, I do, we so we're, we're recording this before we decided what bit it was. <laughs> yeah, so, so it could have been a great could've bit. Anything. It could have been a bad bit. It could have been that it? bit about how you love uh, furry things. It could be anything. <laughs> I'm making that one up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, one of the one of the other reasons why we're in Central Park and recording here live in Central Park uh, is because we wanted to meet with our friend, Mr. Andy Winner. Say hello, Andy. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Hey, Andy. Yeah. We, you guys <laughs> may know him as at MLS Fantasy. 
Yes. Right? Yes, there we yes, go. Yes, at times. Yeah. He shares that handle, but he I'm is, on it. He has every woman at MLS Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo with his shirt off, Andy Winner. Both right. fantasy. Well, I think that's why we all got into MLS Fantasy <laughs> is to meet the girls, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty right. much it. There's one thing about being an MLS <laughs> I mean, fan. They, they're, literally, the they're, they're literally gathering around us right, right now. We have to, hey, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, wait, everyone else can see them? I thought that was just me. <laughs> uh, but one of the things about Andy that's really cool, we met in an airport. Uh, I was wearing an NYCFC shirt, uh, right. which I love to travel, wearing soccer gear, very light. I tend to sweat. You don't sweat as much when you're wearing soccer gear. <laughs> that's Big true. Guy. That's a good point. Uh, and uh, you started uh, talking to me as if... You're like, are you, do you like the shirt or do you know what it is? Which is every MLS fan. It's like, I see you wearing a Galaxy shirt. Do you know what it is? Or is it just because it says Beckham on the back and yeah. you bought it a while ago? Yeah, some people find that like in a bargain bin at a Kmart. So right. They're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. this is a shirt. Which is hilarious because they cost like $180 originally. Thank no, you, Honestly, MLS. I get in so much trouble. Like if I see anybody wearing an MLS shirt, regardless of where they are in the country, I will go up to him and start talking to yeah. him. Oh, that's so every cool. time. That's just how it is. Fifty percent of the thing. time, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Fifty to seventy-five percent of the time, it's pretty. I weird. saw. I saw someone. I don't know if you know this. Like Europeans, when they come here, they'll try to wear like New York clothing to pretend like they blend in. Typically, sports. Uh-huh. So I saw a guy wearing a Red Bull shirt right before the derby, and I was like, "Hey, I think we're finally gonna win one." And he was like, Beaujolais or something. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, football!" And I'm wearing the shirt. He goes, "Yes, yeah, yeah, football." And I was like. That's it. That's, that's going to be the most of our conversation, isn't it? Yeah. All right, well, and, uh, yeah, well, then baguette. And uh, it's interesting because even uh, oui, oui. Did, did you guys see the the video of the of the kid who was consoling the the French the French guy who was crying? Yes. Uh, and so and the little and they gave, he gave him a hug. But that little kid in the Portugal kit also had a New York Yankees hat on. Yeah, <laughs> very popular in Europe. New York Yankees hats. They don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay Z wore it once. That's so, all that that's matters. That's it. That's it. But uh, back to MLS fans. Fantasy. We've been playing. We have our own league. I'm very happy to announce that I am in third place. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Uh, why, why are you, you happy? Why are you happy to announce that? Because <laughs> you're going to announce where you are, and it's not third place, my friend. I'm in. I'm in fifth place. Fifth place. Yeah. There it is. Uh, so we promised the fans that we would be beating them, um, and so far, two of them are absolutely kicking our tails. <laughs> so we brought you on primarily As to talk to our fans about fantasy, but also sure. get our teams to be much better. Now, we talked a little bit about formations. You have to have all of your positions filled. So you can't load up on forwards or midfielders, but you can start them in any way, shape, or form. Definitely. Traditionally, 4-4-2 seems like the way to go, but this league is a little different, right? And, you know, the scoring is different this year than most. Mm-hmm. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think would be, like, an appropriate style of formation? Yeah, well, I can tell you kind of how I've allocated the money on my roster. I usually vary between a, a three five two and a three four three. Really? Three and defenders. I, I'm making yeah. a big mistake with four right now. Yeah. I've got five defenders that start, but you know, like that whole cash outlay on my back line, including the goalkeepers, is less than thirty six, thirty seven million. So I've got you know like a bunch of you know like five million, six million guys all along my back line. Because I think the production you, you get losing. from there this is a terrible <laughs> team. Because the, the production actually along uh, the back line is 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 pretty Stable, like, yeah. Even, even for though, those lower price yeah, guys. Yeah. So regardless if you have a, a high price defender or low or or less expensive defender, they'll probably give you the about the same numbers. Which I think mimics yeah, the league, right? You don't want to spend a DP slot on a defender. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. Or a goalkeeper. Okay. So 
just you know, just like regular MLS clubs, we have a limited budget here, right? Yep. yep. And you've decided you're going to go less expensive with your defenders. So if we have someone listening or someone like myself who happens to have a $9 million defender, sure. Um, is it a good chance to sell to be able to sort of stock up? Or do you think hold on to them? I mean, what do you think here? Yeah, I mean, everybody can kind of play it their own way. You know, it's kind of the beauty of it. But for me, I would drop that high-priced defender and bring in somebody like a Daniel Starris or an Axel Huyberg. Mm-hmm. Or, See, my, like, I think Walker Zimmerman is like the best guy in fantasy right now. I, Zimmerman is crushing it. That's uh, a yeah. uh, FC Dallas, right? FC yeah. Dallas, he yeah. He is a monster. Yeah. Now, well, yeah, guy? George Zimmerman is a monster. I would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, George Zimmerman. Zimmerman is a pretty good guy. Monster. I'm pretty confused. <laughs> yeah, different guy. Different guy. Not Peruvian either. <laughs> Absolute different guy. What about uh, you? Said Schoberg. Is that how you pronounce his name? Well, I don't. I don't think anybody really knows how to pronounce his <laughs> he name. He doesn't either. I say it's 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 Huberg, but I've also it's, heard Huberry. And this is the guy who's S J O B E R G. Yeah, yeah. He's and he's Swedish in heritage, but yeah, Huberry. <sighs> Wow, That's what I've heard. What is it? Tough childhood. Hey, guy, it, it took me. It took me what ten years to get my wife to say Thierry Henry instead of Theory Henry. <laughs> and now we're going Hoiberg. Like my my yes. my most uh, expensive defender is Nat Borchers, right? right? And at seven point nine million, not bad. He has some duds, but for the most part, pretty consistent. But I think, uh, based on what you're saying, I think he's he's probably. I could probably get someone cheaper and still do all right. Yeah, yeah. No, so so what I would recommend, and we were kind of talking about this in the break a little bit, mm-hmm. a defender that has a lot of upside because he's been playing up top lately is Moderita for New York City FC. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he, I want to say he's also 7.9. Yeah, he's cheap. He's relatively cheap. Okay. So but maybe, remember, maybe you a have straight to, swap there. But here's the thing. Even though he's playing up front, you still have to start him in a defensive position on MLS Fantasy. Right, which is awesome. Like, if you can get a defender, a guy that counts as a defender in fantasy, yeah. who plays as a forward, then by all means, like, right. get that guy. So wingbacks. We got to look for wingbacks. Definitely, because a goal scored from a defender is six points, whereas for everybody else, it's five. Uh, oh, this yeah. is monster. So Matarita scored that goal for me, and that's why he had, a, I think, a 13-point game, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely. And, you know, if that team pitches a shutout, he still gets the clean sheet bonus. So... It's a win all the way around. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. See, but see, my concern with... Uh, Hold on, are there any other... Oh, okay, I'll stop. Sorry. Just um, just, <laughs> just to not, not get off the subject, other than Matarita for NYCFC, are there any other backs that you can maybe recommend? Maybe that you could recommend that you know uh, roam forward. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean that was kind of the. the Andre you know, Allen is obviously very good on the other side as well. Yeah, and like previous iterations of MLS fantasy, you would always kind of look for the outside backs because you had the best chance of getting a, you know like the cross bonuses, the assists, things like that. Uh, also, oh, almost like uh, having your you can have your entire defensive back line as. Outside backs. Outside backs. Yeah, that yeah. might be a, a more, uh, huh. that's like a, you know, you can get more points out of that as opposed to center backs are not really going to give you that much, I guess. Yeah. I think the only real shame about this segment is that our fans who are in our league are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done this privately. I'll give you guys the good stuff after, <laughs> okay. we, after, after we finish up. During my bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like my general kind of like thing that I'm doing with defenders is just budget priced central defenders, you know, definitely under seven. Yeah. Under six, if possible. Well, dude, Guys like ones... Justin Glad, Steras, like we talked about, Herbery, Zimmerman. Jalil Anababa is actually pretty decent as well. I don't have him on my team, but he's another good option. So what about, how do you feel about, and this is, I, I tend to be concerned about this. Uh, like, you know, I'm an NYCFC fan. Yeah. You know, I, I want to put all the guys on uh, my entire team I would be NYCFC but obviously yeah. that's not a good idea so I think not, four is the max you can have on your team that's right yeah. of the same of the same uh, team club player, yeah oh, the same. okay so uh, how do you feel about how many 
like if I think I have two players from NYCFC. Is that too many? Do you, do you not want to start too many players from the same team on uh, on any given round? Well, you would live and die by that team's performance. Exactly. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which which can be good or bad, you know, it's kind of up to you. Like it's risky. for me, like the whole point is to have fun. So if you're a big New York City FC fan, I say load it up. Okay. You know, get Via, get Jack Harrison. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get, get the whole family and, and <laughs> have a good time with uh, it. I can tell you, Jack is now on my team. Yeah. Uh, after him starting the past few weeks, a uh, friend of the friend of the podcast, and he he does our open for us. He's absolutely incredible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you are having fun. You know, I have purposefully stayed away from New York Ritables players. Is that dumb? <laughs> Is that stupid? <laughs> no, I think that's okay. But it's like, if you can time it correctly, you know, because like it seems like the LA Galaxy have this a period, you know, towards the end of the year every year where they just go crazy. Yeah. And Robbie, Ge- Robbie Keane scores like 10 goals in five games. Mm-hmm. So if you can time it to like add Robbie Keane and Giovanni Dos Santos and all those guys at the right time. Right when they're hot, yeah. Then you may make a big leap in your fantasy league. I have... Out of the three three of the four names you said in the back line, I have. I have Steras, I have Schioberg or Hoiberg, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> Axel, I have you Matarita, Axel? I have yeah. Axel, and I have Horst. Yeah. From uh you didn't mention him, but he's been uh, fairly consistent. Not really. I just looked at his history. Uh one seventy six <laughs> for the last three matches. Looks like someone's coming off. That's a decent average. That's not bad, but let's talk about midfielders because this sure. is where you get tricky, right? So you want to stay away from your more defensive midfielders. So at first uh-huh. I was inspired and wanted to take Pirlo. Uh-huh. I realized that's a lot of money for someone who's probably not going to score very often. Maybe mm-hmm. he'll rack up assists. Mm-hmm. Maybe he won't. He is a defensive lying midfielder, even though he isn't very defensive in the way he plays. That would have been a mistake. Do you try to go for teams that maybe play more of a four-two-three-one, where your midfielders are probably going to be also your top scorers because your, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. your your center forward is more of a hold-up guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I mean, you know, like a Lee Win. Lee Win seems like someone who's a midfielder who would score a lot. Yeah, so I would say like the most consistent points production is going to come from midfield because when you look around the league, like all the people who score a lot of bonus points are the guys like Mauro Diaz, Piatti, Valeri. Um, both the Moraleses, the Moraleses, the Moraleses, the Morali. So actually. that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're that, gonna be right. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why I pour a bunch of money into my midfield because even if you know a guy like Benny Fieldhubbard doesn't score, doesn't get an assist, chances are he's got you know like some some bonus points in there, and he's gonna his floor is gonna be around like five or six points mm-hmm. per game. Um, kind what of along are bonus those lines for a midfielder. <laughs> Oh, I should I don't know, know that. Yeah, I don't. You'd have to look at the rules. I don't remember how they all work, but That's you know, fine. like we did kind of update the rules a little bit this year to kind of benefit players who would previously be kind of forgotten about, especially like defensive midfielders. So we have right. like a pass completion bonus now. Okay. Uh, we have we kind of lumped all the defensive categories into one, so you just get like a big defensive bonus and you get an attacking bonus. So the guy I think that has benefited from that the most is Ozzy Alonso in Seattle. Great player. Mm-hmm. Cuban, Great player. By the way, thank you. Yeah, I want to say he's like at 9.0 right now. But if you go and you look at his history over the past, you know, like past, you know, this entire season, basically, he rarely scores below five and he's usually up around six or seven, even though he's not getting that many assists and even though he's not scoring goals. Right. And that's another thing, you know, you're not going to have all team of the week guys every week. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's impossible. There's, yeah, there's the league's a, too big. Yeah. Yeah. League's too big. So, uh, getting, uh, let's wait for this. <laughs> Gotta have a Harley Davidson. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Construction worker for intimidating all the other construction workers and horses. <laughs> out here. He was wearing a hard hat. I'm not being disrespectful. Um, 
instead of a motorcycle helmet, which, by the way, oh, I think is God, illegal. God forbid we, <laughs> we're disrespectful to construction workers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so, such a respectful group of people, usually. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm sorry if I'm, as they walk past us, I judge them. I wonder if that sounds familiar, construction workers. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, your midfielders, you can't always be stacked. So it's great that you can have guys like, you know, Ozzy Alonso, who may not be, you know, they're not uh, ripping the league apart as far as points, but they're consistent. Yeah, and he it's may sometimes be the great. most reliable guy in the entire game, for there sure. There you go. And, you know, I've got up front, I've got Piotti. You know, he's my captain. I got mm-hmm. Piotti also. You know, I mean, there's someone who I know, you know, is, is the, the focus, and especially with Drogba taking some of the defensive focus away from him, he's still the focus of the offense. This still goes through Piotti. So I was smart enough to grab him, recently grabbed Jack Harrison. Nice. I have Alex, uh, what's his name, Alexandre Montero de Lima. From uh-huh. um, from uh, Houston, not a ton of points, you know, but he he does bounce somewhere between three and six points. So having someone like Ozzy Alonso, and sure. he's at five point eight million. What what did you say, Ozzy? You thought was closer to nine? Yeah, yeah, I think he's at nine point And like yeah. another guy that you know played with Ozzy last year is Michael Azira in Colorado, who, who I also have. gives I have, you similar production. I have Azira. He yeah always gets five to six. Uh, yeah. consistently. So if Azir you can afford actually, to have him as your fourth or fifth midfielder at like five point five, I think is what yeah, he's at. Yeah, yeah, he's at five five. You should yeah. definitely do that. Yeah. So this is like when you when you're looking up players and you go to the right and you filter them by value. Yeah. Azir is one of those guys who pops up to the top every yeah. time. And, you know, you look at his points, it doesn't surprise you. But like you said, there's an opportunity there to get someone who's consistent. Yep. It's a wonderful opportunity. That's, I think, a really big plus for everyone listening, How, including myself. One question I have, uh, and, you know, I, I, I played NFL fantasy for, for a long time, right? And I felt, just in general, I felt more knowledgeable about the about the players, about the game, just because there's so much more coverage. For sure. About, for sure. about who's good, who's not. And so I, just a general knowledge. So where do you... Uh, where can you sort of find that that general knowledge yeah, about yeah. MLS yeah, yeah. players? Yeah, no, the league is still growing, and you know, like we try to our best to be like a one central repository where you can go yeah. visit our handle, and you can visit kind of like the articles that we're putting out because uh, we want to kind of be that one source. Yeah, yeah. But it's tricky, you know. You have to dig a little bit more. You got to have like a Twitter list with all the beat writers from like all the teams <laughs> around, around the really league. It really does. You got to be like a gumshoe to be good at. Yeah. <laughs> you might yeah. find you might find a couple Pokemon in Carmen San Diego <laughs> on the way to uh, figure out who the best defenders are. For sure. So I would say like like sorry to interrupt, but like no, one, of course, two of the biggest resources are the the injuries page on MLSsoccer.com. Okay. Um, which we try to keep as updated as possible, and the disciplinary page on MLSsoccer.com. Okay. Between those two things, you'll be able to get a lot of information for sure. Okay, And yeah. be smart. You know, if somebody's injured, who's their replacement? Just, and like keep, I, in mi- keep in mind that Nigel DeJong is always on the disciplinary list. Yeah. He's never oh, yeah. Not, he is never not on it. <laughs> they actually, they're going like to the start making him play with yeah. at the top of the disciplinary <laughs> they're list. They're going to start making him play with a dunce cap pretty soon. <laughs> Hope everyone's ready for that. Yeah, he's not allowed to wear cleats. He just has to wear indoor shoes. <laughs> indoor shoes, please. He has, uh, they just put him in Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Pillows around his feet. Don't worry about it. You're wearing moon shoes, buddy. We need you to stop sliding studs up, okay? Um, I did this move. I don't know if this is smart or stupid. We didn't talk about goalkeepers, but I took Roe, relatively inexpensive. Team of the Definitely. week. A lot of times, you know, plays for a, a pretty good defensive team. For sure. But he's starting for in place of Kennedy, who was injured. Uh-huh. So I took Kennedy as well, thinking Roe is going to stay. Now, one of the reasons I did this is because I, a lot like, you know, Christian, have played other forms of fantasy, and then you get into the controversies, right? Who do uh-huh. you start? You mm-hmm. have these tough decisions to make, and sometimes you make the wrong decision. I guaranteed myself 
never making the wrong decision. If <laughs> if if Roe has a bad match, oh well. Yeah. Kennedy had worse because he's injured. I just want to be there the week when the third goalkeeper starts. Uh, <laughs> I'm be so frustrated. Yes, I will be tweeting at you. Like one of the guy gets one guy gets suspended, the other guy gets the flu. There you yeah. go. Or that one match where both, uh, what was it? Both uh, keepers for Saunders, I think it was one of them, got injured. The uh-huh. backup got injured, and yeah. Mike McGee finished the match in goal. The for shortest sure. guy on the pitch. That's right. Uh-huh. And the other, I think it was San Jose didn't score. Yeah. The idiots. A couple years ago. I, well, I think a- that just happened the other day. Uh, uh, Gonsalves from uh, New England, right? Yeah, he was yeah, in that's goal. Right. Yeah. And somebody had a free kick. Didn't even put it on frame. Like, come on. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You got to test the field <laughs> yeah, exactly. player when he's in goal. This is the guy. This is the guy you do it. I have uh, uh, Bla- Andre Blake uh, from Definitely. Philadelphia. He's been pretty, I have him as well. He's yeah. been pretty solid. Yeah. It's he's probably like my favorite goalkeeper, which, mm-hmm. you know, like, aside, apart from fantasy, I just really like watching him because oh, sure, he's really sure. good um but i think Roe is another really good option and then also robles and hamid i think are good options as okay. well right so i heard hamid i skipped that other one <laughs> uh, <laughs> although let's be honest uh, as far as red bull players i think grella is probably the best deal right he's not a, that expensive and he he has a lot of opportunities to score and assists yeah. i know they've had a rough run up up until recently yeah <laughs> thank you uh but uh, you know, he's one of those players that isn't very expensive. You know, you got guys like BWP, which are very, very expensive, aren't scoring at that level. Uh-huh. You know, I think someone like, speaking of forwards, you got your Larins, your Javinkos, your Wondolowski. Those are my upfront three. I think they're much better deals. Even though Javinkos is expensive, he scores. For sure. For sure. You know, and, and I mean, you got to put your money somewhere, right? So, like, Javinko was the first guy I picked at the beginning of the season, and he's not coming out of my lineup, barring, you know, like a serious injury until Absolutely. the end. Absolutely. Because the other thing is his price has increased, I want to say, like $1.3 million or something like that. Okay. So do you sell? Do you sell high? Yeah, no, you just you just keep him in. You keep him in. You He's playing that in, well. Because, yeah. like, one of the things, you know, like when you play it over the entire season is you want the, the value of your entire team to increase. And so to do that, you need players who play well, right? And so it's kind of like a virtuous circle. Players play well, their value goes up. Then when you finally sell them, you have more value to buy other players and that sort of thing. So in terms of, you know, like the most return on investment in terms of price going up, Javinko's the guy. So this is interesting because I, I did not. But you don't win anything for your value of your team going up. No, but you have more money to spend. Yeah. Not next year. There's no, a no, strong not correlation, you know, and it's kind of, you know, like you get into like a little bit of a circular loop. But the teams that have the highest value uh, are doing the best. And they are doing the best because they have the highest value. Of yeah, it makes, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like a stock, a stock price. Yeah, but it's value that you can't. I mean, maybe you can pull the pin at the last moment for one of them. For sure. And sell like maybe you could sell like a high value defender to be able to buy a midfielder because you had injuries or your midfielder. But for the most part, like like we spoke about with Javinko, you know, you're kind of hamstrung. You can't really sell Javinko. No. He's that good. He produces that many points. He will score a hat trick the week after you drop him. You know, you know that's going to yeah. happen. See, but so this is interesting because I never really paid attention to the fact that uh, the prices, the values of the players went up and down. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. I, and it re- I, literally until you said it, I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah. So that is kind of interesting because you can uh, uh, use that uh, to an advantage. Obviously, if you sell a player when they are the most valuable, mm-hmm. then you can, you know, I have a lot of players that are like 5.5 or 4.5, but I For can sure. use that money. I can get a $6 million player or yeah. is that? Yes, because you at, once the value of that player goes up, you, you don't lose 
Any, yeah, you get to keep it. There's you get no to keep sell it. on fee exactly. like, like yeah, that yeah, had yeah. happened in games in the past. You get to keep keep all that value okay, that you Okay, that's banked. interesting. Yeah, so that's like a, a thing to be mindful of. Like, it, even if a player gets, uh, uh, you know, one of your higher-priced players gets injured, yeah. you can sell them and then... Uh, well, quickly, because the value is going to go back down once he's injured. Sure, but but once you sell them, you still now you have an extra million or two million to... True. To, you know, yeah, to so bit. it's kind of fun, you know. Like, I, um, we've got an unlimited transfer week coming up in this round is the big 19. Week. This yeah. is it. This is it. So it's well, between no, 18 uh, and 19 now. Between 18 and 19. So yeah. right yeah. now, right now, right now, we're in 18. Yeah. Right. So right now, you can make unlimited transfers, or is it um, next week? It's that, an that, interesting that. week, so to speak, yeah. in, in fantasy because we have round 18, which takes place on Wednesday. Correct. So right. get your transfers in before Wednesday night. But then you turn around, and then round 19 starts this weekend like three oh. days after that interesting so you get to make two rounds two you know you know like two different groups yeah 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 of fantasy transfers in one week okay twice the fun so but unlimited <laughs> yeah so now previously i was this was my issue i wanted to sell two players to right. buy two players uh-huh. and i couldn't because i only had three transfers available and i would have to start paying for the fourth one Right, okay. So unlimited transfers, now Uh I can do whatever I want. So guys like Azira, who I've been essentially waiting to pick up, I have to do that after Wednesday before Saturday, correct? Right. Yeah, you're going to be able to to press the reset button on your fantasy team starting on Thursday morning. Perfect. So this is a big rush. This podcast will be out by then. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a big rush for everyone. Another reason why we have uh, you, Andrew or Andy. Does it matter to you? Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Either way. Okay. I said, does it matter? You said yes. <laughs> and you said either way. Uh, so uh, that's why we brought uh, Mr. Winner in. Uh, uh, and you, obviously the name tells you uh, how well he plays. Uh, you know, we brought him in so that he could sort of explain to us. We didn't talk a lot about forwards besides um, Javinko. Uh-huh. Smart or stupid, what I'm doing, which is having a four-three-three. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> Would you? Pre- are you on the side of more forwards if you have, if you can find value? So, so because what, forwards are more expensive. They are. They are. But they score more goals. I think you know, like I had mentioned earlier, I, I think the most points are in the midfield right now. So that's where I would put the bulk of your money. Okay. But I can tell you that my forwards right now are Ola Kamara for the Columbus Crew. Out of nowhere. Javinko. <laughs> How many Kamaras are on that team? I know. <laughs> they sell they sell Kai? Yeah, we were we were talking about they they, oh, comes they in. just clone Kamaras. Yeah. Uh, like, just right under the pitch. They got yeah. a Kamara machine <laughs> out there. And there's a well, there's a third Kamara in the league as well. There's yeah, Al Kamara with with DC United as well. Not, not playing too much though, right? He started their last game, but he didn't do a whole lot. So we're gonna—I guess we're gonna kind of see what they're doing right. with their forward line. I think they need to to, to make some some decisions there. But, it, but you know, you crew, could like have they, three Kamaras on your on your fantasy team if absolutely. you want. Absolutely, starting yeah. <laughs> And Ola Kamara is scoring like crazy. I know, like the results aren't really there for Crew SC right now. Right. But he's scoring the goal, so like from a fantasy perspective, yeah, right, yeah. he's a great guy to, to, to target later After this week. After Kai Kamara left, we all assumed Iguain is the only value on that team. Right, right, right. But he's and hurt now, right, yeah. I believe? Yeah, I think I, I want to say he had a hernia surgery. Okay. Is that what he's doing? Yeah, but he there he's, was a he's rumor that Gonzalo was coming. That his brother had in, in convinced him. I don't think that's happening because uh, now <laughs> I hear that Arsenal's looking to bid for him. Yeah. But uh, as of right now, you got oh, what Omara Kamara. Ola. 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 Yeah. Ola Kamara. Oma- imagine Omara Kamara. 
<laughs> at this point, you're all, it's just Guy Kamara with a fake mustache, sunglasses. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Um, so, yeah, they're not arguing over penalty kicks, which is nice now. Uh, same names on the back of the jersey. Don't even change it. Uh, and he's playing really well. Uh-huh. I have Giovinco. Lauren seems to have cooled off somewhat. Yeah. I'm a little scared now. Heath is gone. Uh-huh. What's going to happen, you know, is... Is, uh, you know, is Kaká going to be a player coach, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah from is... a fantasy perspective, I'm staying away from Orlando City for the time right? being. Yeah. This is a scary Until they moment. figure out what they're going to do. I feel like maybe Molino is, is like a little, uh, you know, break, give some results. But sure. outside yeah. of that, I, I don't really, I can't think of anyone that's like, oh, Orlando. Orlando looks like the NYCFC last season, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> a lot of value as far as dollar wise. Not a lot of uh, you know pumping out numbers. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I have. Uh, Too bad you can't pick coaches, huh? <laughs> That'd be a nice <laughs> little extra, few extra points. Come you, on, Vieira would have been a great you, pick. You get like a five point penalty if they get fired mid season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If they get a red card, you get, you get deducted three points. I, I have Villa, uh, Bradley Wright, Phillips, and uh, Jovinko front like turncoat. Very, very expensive. Turncoat uh, over here. I, tr- I I put Wright Phillips in thinking, oh, you know, Red Bull seems like after that seven nil, sure, uh, yeah. d- d- demolish. Also, oh, you <laughs> didn't even get the benefit of the seven. No, no, I didn't have. I put him on after, uh, but I, I think it was a bad move. Right? He doesn't seem to be that consistent. Yeah, Sasha. I like also. the way he plays. He's very central, mm-hmm. so he's not going to get a lot of bonus points. He's not going to be doing a lot of crosses. He's not going to be playing a lot of key passes to folks. You know, sometimes he does. But All right, don't don't say like, that to Red Bulls fans. If you, look, if you look at his history, there's a lot of two point three point games in there yeah which just kills you as a fantasy manager when you mm-hmm. log in and one of the guys you've invested 11 million in only only returns at two points right Jeez. and that's the other thing man when he gets going he's he tends to be relatively streaky when he scores goals for sure and it's great for him to get three goals in one match I mean, you spread him out a little bit, buddy. You know, <laughs> help help fantasy play out. Yeah, definitely. Like via the other guy that you mentioned, you know, like he's, he, you know, he can have his two or three point games as well. But he's pretty consistent in terms of you know like creating chances for other people, yeah. and getting those attacking bonus numbers. Right, um, so he does. Yeah, he's, for, he's, he's been on my team, I think, pretty much the entire time, and he's okay. been great. For a short guy, he does play uh, pretty well as a as a center forward, mm-hmm. and so he's always mixing it up with uh, some of the other players, getting guys like Jack and McNamara more involved. So that helps. So if there was maybe, I don't know, maybe one or two, and I know we didn't ask you to prepare this, so you can kind of go off the cuff, but like maybe one or two sleepers that you think, you kind of mentioned Keen uh-huh. already, so we'll count that as one. Is there maybe another one or two that you think someone back end of the season, uh-huh. maybe Dom Dwyer if he comes back, Players like that who do get a lot of crosses and key passes, I will, maybe not a ton of scoring. I will give you four sleepers, kind of okay. all over okay. the field, all, right. so all over the field. It's a hot, hot take. Okay, <laughs> I hot might takes be, coming. Get ready. I might be bleeping this out of the podcast, <laughs> taking it for myself. <laughs> One guy who's like a really good value and doesn't cost a lot of money and re- returns pretty well is uh, Jimmy Madronda. Okay. Uh, with Sporting Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's on many rosters right now, mm-hmm. uh, but he plays pretty regularly and, and racks up the bonus points. So not he's bad. been great. Roland Alberg. Uh, with the Philadelphia Union. Okay. Looks like he's the real deal. He had a hat trick, I want to say, like three weeks ago, two really? or three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, he's been great. And he's in the middle of everything for Philadelphia Union. He gave away a penalty kick to uh, Il Signo. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Il Signo, last, week. uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's going to continue to score. And he's also like that in that middle range mm-hmm. uh, of being, you know, like an eight million plus midfielder. So he, he's he's another great pick. So. Um, I like Yura Mosizian 
with Real Salt Lake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Mosisian? Is that how you pronounce it? That's, that's how I'm pronouncing that's it. That's how you're pronouncing <laughs> it? So I think, what is he, Bulgarian, Hungarian, came in the league this year. Armenian. Yeah. Armenian. Okay. I was in the region. Uh, <laughs> it's ballpark. Yeah. Ballpark. I mean, when I say region, I mean hemisphere. Uh, but a proven scorer in Europe, you know, he's one of those guys knows for goal that yeah. they say. Well, he's kind of replaced Plata, I think, as the main guy to have yeah. in that Real Salt yeah. Lake attacking group. And he's been playing great lately. All right. And what, I mean, are we considering how many home matches? You know, they're not playing on the road as much, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think somebody said they have a lot more home matches coming up, Real. I could be making that up. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, everybody, the schedules are all over the place. NYCFC is right. not back in Yankee Stadium for like another two months. It's actually next year. We're back, <laughs> back next year. Just in time for the playoffs, guys. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, hopefully they're not getting moved uh, for a TLC concert like happened with, uh, <laughs> oh, on the, the women's side. Oh, that, was, that pitch, they played. Ouch. They actually played on the TLC, uh, on the TLC stage. <laughs> <laughs> they just put goals on either end. I mean, That's it how looked big like it was. an yeah. NBA-sized court. It was so, it, I mean, it was insulting. What an embarrassment, yeah. It's an embarrassment look- for the league for yeah. sure so, uh, do you remember when they played a WNBA match at Radio City like on the stage of the show like the show stage no so way so there's no audience on the other side no way and they were complaining because the stage is huge but they made the basketball because of how big the rims are they had to be pushed so far forward it was relatively small there's like YouTube video huh. of it people were arguing it looked like um it looked like uh, that Rocky movie, like when uh, Creed <laughs> took on, like there's nothing in the background. Yeah, it's just yeah. like all black and the audience is only on one side. It was very weird. <laughs> That's like, the first thing I thought of when I saw that. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this again. <laughs> but then I saw the baseball picture. And I'm like, is that what Yankee Stadium looks like on TV? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. And then I got, I got, okay, so I got two more. Two, two more guys more. that go I'm kind of looking at. Two more guys. We'll wrap it up quick. Jordan Hamilton, uh, TFC. He's only $5 million. Make him your last forward. Okay. Uh, he's been starting lately. Um, so, like, when you play with Javinko, if you just kind of hang out near the back post, sure. you might get a couple tap-ins. Uh, so he's a guy I like. And then uh, Kevin Doyle from Colorado might be somebody to, to look at as well. How, how do you feel about... Um you know, and, and given like not having so much knowledge of the particular players, I think for me that one of the first things I look at are just like uh, uh, the results the teams are getting. The, you know, the, the uh-huh. team, the first maybe three teams in each conference. I look at them. I'm like, oh, okay, they seem to be doing all right. Let me look at those uh, particular teams. So, uh-huh. is that a, a, a healthy strategy to like look at? Who, who, who's at the top of the table to, to try to pick out players through or there? Or is there a fear that they might bunker down as they get closer to the playoffs, which would be a big time for us because fantasy ends right before the playoffs start? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I can tell you kind of like my two things that I do when I'm mm-hmm. looking at, at fantasy players. I, I go to the, you know, like the, the transfer page and I sort uh, on value form, like mm-hmm. the value form as okay. opposed to value season. And I kind of What look does at that, that mean, by the way, value form? Any idea what that means? Yeah, it's... um. I can't remember like what the the equa- what the equation is. <laughs> but you, There's an algorithm. You divide their form, which is basically how they've been doing over the last four weeks, by their price, and then that outputs a number that's usually around like you know anywhere from like 0.7 to 1.3. I see. Okay. Depending on how well they're playing. Right, because what pumps out it's it's staggered or delineated by some number that I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. So I always went to value season because I understood that. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. made more sense. So yeah, so like the bigger the number for value form the better, obviously. So that's kind of the one thing I do. And then also this is kind of cheating, but I look at the transfers in for that round. 
to kind of get some ideas of kind of like what you know like the wisdom of the crowds like what are other people doing who are people targeting this week okay and then i kind of like work backwards from there and then be like huh like a lot of people are transferring in kai kamara this round why is that oh he's got two home games or you know oh he's playing against his old team things yeah. like that well, why, why would you say why would you say that's kind of cheating because I, I wouldn't <laughs> describe it as cheating at all because you i mean because you're not making your own decisions okay yeah, you're you waiting gotta, for other people to make you're decisions looking at, but no, this is you, you're at the horse home. track you're yeah. listening to the big italian <laughs> dude in the suit <laughs> and he says on a cigar yeah he yeah. says a hey, uh, tip Kai Kamara played two home matches. You yeah. run to the thing, you say five dollars on Kai. That's it. He loves the slop. He Come on, are you slop. kidding me? Yeah, he's good in the rain. You know, <laughs> and then what you're doing is very smart, and you've taught us all a lesson on how to cheat, just like you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you follow those two things, you'll be about like a thousand overall yeah. in the rankings. Okay, okay. Not uh, a great season for me, but but all right. I'm I'm I think I'm sitting at sixteen thousand something. Uh, Which is not bad out of 20. Let's see. I'm at uh, 18,936. Again, I'm beating Christian. And I think (laughs) if we can sit here. If you wash everything out, you wash everything away, it's as long as I'm beating Christian, I'm happy. (laughs) And I mean, we look at my team. I mean, my bench right now, speaking of bench, what do you like to put on your bench? We already talked about my goalkeeper. I like to have a bunch of goal, like a goalkeeper in there that's the injured. You know, back up to my starter, so that uh-huh. I don't have to have him make a decision. Uh-huh. What do you like to keep in your in your bench? Do you like to put in those guys that might you know go up in value? Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, international guys that are coming in mid season. You buying those guys? Uh-huh. Do you have a specific technique? Well, I can tell you kind of like the makeup of my roster right now. I've got two starting goalkeepers right now. I've got Blake and I've got Chris Seitz from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have five starting defenders. Chris Seitz, that's not the kid that was on Dallas, right? No, Jesse Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Heitz has been the starter for, for, awesome. for a while, and I'm not 100% okay. sure why, but I know that he is. Yeah. But go. I'm thinking about switching him out for Rowe, who is the goalkeeper that you have yeah. for LA Galaxy. Who's been great for me, by the way. Definitely. Yeah. And then I have five starting defenders, because you can get a starting defender for less than $5.5 million, so why not get a bunch of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got four starting midfielders right now, and then uh, you know Steinberger from Houston, who's a 4.0 guy. Mm. And I think after the unlimited transfer week, I'm going to bump that up to five, and then I have three starting forwards and one cheap guy. That's not a bad way to look at it. So that's kind of what I do. Yeah. So like right now, I have two kind of you know like guys at the bottom end of the bench that don't play. Although the guy, the, the forward that is occupying that spot right now is Femi. Um, from New England, who right. actually does play a fair amount, and he gets a goal every once in a while. Yeah. So for all of our European fans that are listening, um, one of the things that is different about our league than other leagues is we have bye weeks. Uh-huh. If you come across a point where there's maybe a, a bye week for maybe one of your forwards, are you going to load up on defenders? Are you going to add an additional midfielder? Or will you put in your backup forward yeah. to maybe try to get an additional goal or two? I mean, what, what is your thinking in that moment? I know it probably depends you know, on the specificity of what's happening with sure. each of the teams. Sure, but sure. just your overall want would be to add an additional forward, or you know what, I can take an additional midfielder for that week. Well, what I love about having five starting defenders is it gives you a lot of flexibility when those bye weeks come around. Right. Because you're going to have a little bit of a cushion there where you know, like you're maybe not going to be short mm-hmm. too many players, which is funny because you know, I only have seven starting players yeah. <laughs> for this round that's coming up right now. But I like having you know, like a bunch of bargain players who play yeah. who will at least get you some points. So that's kind of how I... Yeah. How you I should own a club. <laughs> Talking like that, you should own a club. Uh, I think I think one of the things that I love about MLS Fantasy, I just want to touch on what uh, Christian Blanco said, is uh, we love the league, but we've um, I've been a fan of the league for a while, but I haven't been an avid fan 
Um, I haven't been one of these die live and die by the result fans. I've been someone who has been trumpeting the league and been telling everyone to watch. And I've been following along. Didn't really have a club of my own. Christian and I both season ticket holders to uh, NYCFC for the last few years. We talk about it on the on the podcast, but we try to be as universal as possible. So Definitely. hopefully you heard some names that you hadn't heard before. Um, and, and if you're playing for the first time fantasy like I am, although I started last year and just quit after two weeks, um, you're getting to learn a lot more about some of these amazing players all around the league. And there are some incredible deals out there. And the better, the more you watch, the better you'll be at this game, by the way, guys. Uh, so if you don't, you know, get, get that MLS live because we have it. I've been watching some of these games that I normally would not have access to. And uh, not only exciting, but I'm like, oh, I'm picking that guy up. And that's how I got yeah. Sjoberg or Hoiberg. You know, <laughs> Whoville, what's his name? Whoville, you know, that's how I got Horton. Here's a who, that's his name. That's how I got insert sound of a fax machine. Connecting. Uh, you know, uh, that's how I got some of these players. You know, Starez, I, I saw play, and when I looked him up, I realized he was an incredible deal, Definitely. and he's been great for me ever since I think the third week. And just playing fantasy in itself, even I remember when I started playing NFL fantasy years ago, it, it adds a, this new element to the game where you start to. Uh, uh, you're more emotionally. Gambling. Yeah, that's what we need, guys. <laughs> Just guys. some gambling. It, it it added that emotional, uh, like uh, that emotional investment to a particular player. Because we know we know it's ridiculous when somebody drops a pass in an NFL game, and you're like, God, I you hey, won't you die? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the fourth quarter of like a thirty point game. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're like, you're, like oh. you're big fan of Arizona Cardinals, huh? <laughs> like, I needed them on my fantasy team. We're doing that now. Yeah, and we're that's kind doing, of exciting. And it's a little bit it, it, you. It, there's a added like um sort of intellectual uh level to uh, being an mls fantasy owner right because sure. it, yeah you are paying attention to like you know past completions and and every uh, sort of every almost every facet of the game has a value so on top of just like you know playing the fantasy you're also you, you, like you learn about every single sort of facet of the game yeah. uh, in itself, which is a, which is great. Yeah. If you, I can make a suggestion for MLS Fantasy 2.0, uh-huh. uh, can we get a keeper league? <laughs> Where it's it's just goalkeepers? No, no, no. no, no. no. Keeper meaning <laughs> you get to keep your players for the next season. Yeah, from season. So you can draft, you know, like youth players. You can get some academy players in there, maybe. That's some, a good idea. Yeah. Some of the twos, you know, some of the people that play for like you know uh, the MLS two over down in USL. You can pick them up for very cheap, just in case they get brought up. Yeah, you can uh, have like an international discovery list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so and if like Zlatan comes over, let's make can, it a real fantasy. Let's get some Tim yeah. in there. Philly, Philly. <laughs> let's get some allocated money. I should yeah. be able to trade a player. Philly, Philly sell them. For some additional Philly is still upset. Money. Philly is still upset that that they didn't get Zlatan when they discovered him. You know, they did discover. <laughs> they did him. discover him. I don't know if we told you, Christian and I both discovered Messi. <laughs> so, oh, that's a big one. That's a yeah, big it's one. a big yeah. one. We're, we're holding out on that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. one more, one more trial. <laughs> you maybe we get a good US. spot in, in the super draft in return <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we can get at least an allocation draft, um, an expansion draft, I should say. We should have allocation money in there. If it's going to be MLS fantasy, we should have it be the exact same or mimic the rules of MLS. <laughs> or even uh, like, a, you know, when you're in a in your league, in your fantasy league, not being able to draft the same player. Yeah, you know, like for the, sure. For, you know, most leagues are like that in other but, fantasy uh, but, sports. Yeah, but uh, I think soccer across the board has always been these high-low sell. Everyone can have the same players as long as you keep within your budget. Yeah, like the salary cap yeah. league. Like most of the time when I've played um, English Premier League fantasy, it's yeah. been that, been that way as well. They don't do a lot well. of head-to-heads. Okay, it's like okay. this, yeah. So it makes sense that it's like that. 
but we got to have some TAM, some general allocation money, <laughs> targeted allocation money. I should be able to buy down the value of one of my players to add even more value to one of my other players before I sell them. I'm not exactly sure how that works, <laughs> but I should be able to do it. I mean, I want to get that true experience of Claudio Reyna <laughs> ripping his hair out right now. Yeah. I think it, we're going to need business degrees if they <laughs> yeah. had all that stuff. Too. Tam, you yeah, need you to, have to be pretty good with the spreadsheet for sure. But we'll, we'll workshop it. We can I find know, a way to make it work. There's other things. I know we talked about the app. Yeah, we That would help also. But whatever. Uh, I know it's, we'll get there. It's little all, by little. all in the plan. I mean, it's only been 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a break. 21, actually. Uh, so listen, uh, MLS Fantasy, absolutely fun. I've kept it going all season. It's been a, it's been a blast. I have one goal, and that's to not only beat all of our fans, but to beat Christian Polanco. We are, yeah. Uh, and, and this conversation has helped me. I'm now going to hit him in the head with a rock <laughs> so he forgets everything you said. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Andy, of thank you so thank much. You this blast. Was, uh, so, so fun, man. Yeah, Glad we really uh, fun, yeah. took the same uh, airplane, and here we are. <laughs> Beautiful times. Uh, all right, Andy. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're going to get to the third segment after this, so thank you. Doing for a little Cooligans Corner, but right now is my bit. You guys are going to listen to a joke of mine. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's a good one, as, uh, as opposed to the garbage you normally put out. Well, then I have to look even deeper. <laughs> uh, never mind the one I sent you. We're going to go a different route. All right. Uh, so we'll be back right after this. Here is Alexis telling some jokes. This next comedian you probably know as one of the Cooligans. They fucking do know you, okay. I lost $20. <laughs> He's a funny motherfucker. Here is Alexis Guerreros. Give me a hat, everybody. You can't even dirty talk a nurse, you can't. They've seen too much. They really will. My wife will say shit that happened at work. She's like, I pumped a man's heart with my bare hands. I'm like, oh, did you wash him, you know? I have nothing to relate that to. What am I going to say? Like, oh, I tried to get a straw and a Capri Sun the other day. Uh, I got red everywhere, right? You can't be sexy with a nurse. I tried the hardest I could the other night. I was laying in bed because my stomach hurt. She came over. She covered me with a blanket. She grabbed my face all soft. I was like, look at you. Your sexy-ass bedside manner. You're my sexy little nurse. I was like, no, no, no. You know what you are? You're my dirty little nurse. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You know what you are? You're my little wet nurse. Yeah. She looked at me and she's like, I don't think you used that last one correctly. She's like, I don't think you know what a wet nurse is. She looked at me and she goes, Alexis, a wet nurse is someone who's hired to breastfeed. <laughs> yeah, I knew what it was. Cooligan's Corner. Cooligan's Corner. Hey, that was my joke. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the joke. I hope you enjoyed Andy Winner. Yeah, Andy Winner was incredible, was he not? Just a, a fountain of knowledge yeah. for uh, MLS Fantasy. And he's, he's schooling you guys on how to get better, how to get like us. Yeah, so make sure if you uh, if you liked what he said, make sure to share this episode because there's probably other people who are MLS Fantasy owners and they uh, they want to know that information. They, Absolutely. If you know scoop. someone who's playing the game. We got the scoop. We We're better scoop. to get the information than two comedians talking about soccer. You know what? We're gonna be, we're gonna be the source. You know, 
Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Come to us. Uh, so uh, this Sound is, effects machine again. <laughs> this, this is Cool Against Corner. Uh, we're just going to talk about a couple stories. A couple news bits. We may have missed uh, throughout the show. Uh, one thing we did want to cover uh, in MLS, NYCFC played against Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, uh, tough loss. Tough loss. It was, uh, you know, the, the, the end of a four-game winning streak. Uh, also, we played three games in a week. You know, a lot of the fans are saying that NYCFC gave up. I don't think so. Three games in a week. A lot of teams had a lot of games in the middle of the week. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, you get six points in a week. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good week. All yeah. right. Let's move on. NYCFC lost three to one. Uh, overall, I thought, uh, uh, I, I don't want to use the words give up. NYCFC didn't give up. They look lethargic. They, it, it, they, look, they, it, was a, it was a hot game, right? Yeah. It, it was, they had to take some uh, water breaks. It seemed like uh, it, it caught up to them. Yeah, it was a tough tough way to play a third match in a week. Uh, but I will say Matarita starting up front does not look like the answer. Came out in the half. Mm-hmm. Uh, got substituted in the second half, uh, at the start of the second half. Uh, Matarita, they're trying to find a way to keep him, Hernandez, and RJ Allen on the pitch. It looks like NYCFC is bringing in a new key, a new defender in uh, Chino from the Luxembourg national team. The international powerhouse of Luxembourg, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you world, know, hey, world renowned, world yeah. renowned. Uh, Overall, I, I, the thing I was most disappointed with it was uh, probably with Josh Saunders. I mean, he, there were a couple. There were, yeah, he looked way out of way out of sorts. Well, the, the I, I, and I, I wish I could. I can't remember. Uh, 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 who I, I think I get. I think it was Madronda, the second goal, uh, that. He just he just completely misplayed. I mean, yeah. it, it was a shot. He saw it the entire way. It took a little skip, and like a dare's goal. Look, I think Sporting Kansas City completely dominated that game. They they won yeah. that game. There's a, a, even if Saunders probably played a, a better game, I think that still would have happened. But it, I agree with you there. Seeing Saunders. Uh, uh, he wasn't a hundred percent. He he didn't. He made just right of the one guy. Mistakes, the one know? guy who shouldn't be tired after three matches is the keeper. But yeah. he did look. He did look gassed. Yeah, he's also pretty up there in age. You know, people forget he's our age. You know, we we are, we're at the well, league. Speak for yourself. Come on, thirty three, homie. You out the league, <laughs> homie. <laughs> but yeah, th- look. Uh, Speaking of NYCFC though, New York City uh, Mayor De Blasio, which is our second point here. Yeah, uh, he's building fifty uh, little pitches in New York City, which. If you want to compare that to, say, Kansas City, that would be like building $7 million <laughs> in the space Kansas City has. Yeah, NYCFC, we don't have a lot of space NYCFC here. And, and New York City have uh, have partnered up uh, to basically to build a lot of uh, more soccer pitches all, all across the city. And right. if you've never been to New York, uh, it, it's not a soccer town. No, we also don't have a lot of space. <laughs> yeah, there's very, there's very little. I mean, we're in Central Park. I don't, does Central Park have a soccer pitch? I don't, I don't believe it does. There's areas you could play soccer, you but play. they come in like you need a permit. Yeah, yeah. So they, so the, it, it's not a very common thing for us to, to to have so much soccer around us. But here's what this means to me: all of a sudden, NYCFC is donating to the city to a mayor who's been yeah. very anti-stadium. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, now we're wait, wait, why don't we build fifty pitches? That makes you look good, homie. Yeah, yeah. And guess what that means for NYCFC. It, we get a stadium. Potentially a stadium. And it's one of those things. We're playing like, politics, baby. This yeah. is, again, the Yankee influence. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know, uh, give them a little something. Like, yo, look, take care of me. You got a little bit. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be by there. When I yeah. go by there, just take care of me. Hey, hey, remember, didn't I get you that job? Yeah. <laughs> Hold this for me. 
Don't look in the bag. That's essentially what they're saying. And uh, if you're a fan of the MLS or soccer, you have to be happy about that. Unless you're a Red Bull fan, you're probably not happy because the baseball thing is you seem to be a big fan of making fun of us for it. But for the sport, this is great. Now, Seattle, get rid of the turf. New England, get rid of the turf. Well, I hate the turf. It's, God, getting, it's enough getting, with the turf. It's terrible. I what, can't they make a little bit more of an investment on how how expensive is it really? I mean, I know, know I get it's a, it's it's a it's an investment. It right. is real money. You know, the, by the way, Portland also get rid of the turf. Uh, you know, the women almost didn't play in uh, the World Cup because of turf. Yeah. Get rid of the turf, guys. Get rid of the turf. By the way, it's a carcinogen. Can we can we start uh, the hashtag? Get rid of the turf. Rid of the turf. <laughs> Hashtag rid of the turf. Um, uh, next up, uh, Graziano Pella from Italy. Italy, you saw him. He scored uh, two great goals. Uh, two great in, goals. In the Euros. Do you think he deserves to be one of the top 10 most paid players in the world? I would not say. He's a Southampton man. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you, Southampton men don't tend to get be, be the highest paid players no, that's in the not, world. Those aren't, that's not the club you, you decide. <laughs> Real Madrid, Barcelona, yeah. Manchester United, uh, PSG even. Not yeah. Southampton, but the Chinese Super League changes everything. You, we've talked a lot about the Chinese Super League. We we got bought by the Chinese we, Super League. We, we got we got let go very quickly. <laughs> very, uh, it didn't work out. We couldn't agree to terms. No, That's, we could not. Those are really the issue. Just uh, the lack of delis or pizza shops really <laughs> ruined it for me. But uh, Graziano Pella is now uh, going to the Chinese Super League for uh, sh- the uh, Shandon. Shandon. I, I, I forgot their their like their full name. But right. uh, sixteen million uh, pound uh, euros. Uh, a season. I mean, they might as well be called the Moet Shandons because <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is splurging. This is in excess. Yeah, it's too luxurious. It seems. I mean, it all worked for the champagne. Reference. It's a good uh, he, look. I guess he's a good player, but I know all the fans listening right now are going, Alexis, you just gave us a bit. Why do you have to keep? <laughs> I'm here for the jokes, buddies. <laughs> yeah, that one's free. That one's free. That one's free. Uh, he seems like. Look, I everyone in the Chinese Super League that that gets brought in is overpaid. That's obvious. everyone's overpaid. But but this is this is crazy. He's going to be the he, NBA contract. He's going there for two years uh, to just I mean to literally cash a check that hopefully clears. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and it will clear. It's going to be in yen, uh, not yen. I'm sorry, I forget the uh, the Chinese one. That was, uh, yuan or something. That's like it. That. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. I went to high school with him. <laughs> Great rapper. Yeah. Uh, young one. <laughs> young one. <laughs> Actually, he went by Obi Yuan Kenobi. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think mine was better. Uh, I think yours was <laughs> infinitely better. Uh, okay, uh, finally, uh, you uh, you had mentioned this. Uh, uh, there was an article in the New York Times about uh, soccer fandom. The dark side of soccer fandom. Yes. I mean, I didn't go through the entire thing, but I think the gist of it was that, yeah. Oh, it's Darth fandom, as they say. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I guess they don't work. You're right. Uh, <laughs> I think the whole point is that, yeah, okay, there's going to be racist chants. There's going to be some violence. It's soccer. I've had Americans ask me why, you know, especially after the what happened at the beginning of the Euros, why do soccer fans have to be such, you know, such maniacs? There is no definitive answer, but it is a blue-collar sport. You know, it is a, it is a sport sometimes all around the world for the impoverished, if you will. And, uh, you know, a lot of alcohol is consumed. You get a lot of people from rival towns or rival factories as it started. And there's there's more deep-seated anger there than other things. And it's going to happen. It's going to boil over. MLS, you thought, was clear with that. But a couple years ago, MLS started siding with the supporters to use that as his marketing. And we're starting to see that that may be 
has uh, some negative connotations to it. Look, you know, to some people, this is what it means to be a soccer fan. You know, we are we're season ticket holders. We sit in the supporter sections. We don't partake in violence, right? I mean, that's why we're the cooligans and not the hooligans. But, um, you know, we know other people that do. Some of them are great guys, you know, and, and they just, they, you know, this that is their thing. partake in violence, some of them yeah, are Yeah, and then they don't mind a, a little bit of a scruff uh, here and there. No, you uh, know, I, I'm it's on... It's not my style. I, I'm on the side of, look, uh, you know, as Americans, what, what we, we we tend to adapt things from other countries right. and, and, and make it our own. And, right. there's, and there's no reason why we can't take some of that, the, the, the good that comes from, you know, hooliganism or whatever, or... Just a being a, being a, a the Irish fans a, taught us a that. supporter, yeah. yeah. And you and look in the we saw it in the beginning of the Euros, right? There was yeah. England and Russia, and there was violence, and there, and, and there was uh, uh, just a lot of animosity. Right. Uh, but but on the the opposite end, on the end of that spectrum, how beautiful was it to see the Ireland fans? How beautiful was it? To the to, Iceland to, fans, to Iceland, Poland, yeah. like all the love that that they were showing after that. So yeah. that's that's what we can. Or the Iceland, uh, what was it? The uh, the what what Iceland. Uh... Someone showed another team the honor guard. The Belgian fans showed the Welsh teams an honor guard on yeah, the way out. Yeah. I mean, there's there were beautiful examples of how to be a modern-day supporter. Look, Margaret Thatcher's not in office anymore. We don't have to be throwing chairs and bottles at each other. So, you know, I, look, there's got to be some sticky moments as American fandom sort of starts to get defined. I think the onus is on the league to shut down violence where it sees it. Um, and I think it starts with, you know, docking the actual team. If the supporters do that, that's worked all over the world. Yeah, yeah. It's worked with racist chants in Italy. And you didn't think there was any way to stop racism in Italy. <laughs> uh, and it looks like there is. If you dock the team, the fans will, will listen because they're there to support the team. First and foremost, they don't want to hurt the team. Now, I'm not saying that that's the case. I think some of this stuff is isolated incidents. I don't think there is the case to be made that every time certain teams are going to get together, there's going to be violence. Um, we yeah. saw a lot of it spring up with Red Bull and it, New York City. But in FC. the last derby, nothing uh, there was nothing happened. Nothing was reported. nothing major. Yeah, right. yeah. So it so was... there, you know, as fans, again, there are, you know a lot of emotions. Things tend to settle down as things go on. Uh, big matches, you know, you, you support with your life, you support with your, I'm sorry, with your, with your lungs and your heart and your soul. You don't want to support with your life. No one should lose a life over a soccer match. Uh, so hopefully that that stops. But you know, I think again, but uh, the New York Times is blowing it way out of proportion. I, I and I agree. I think it, it's uh, sensationalizing it a little bit. Yeah. Is there history of this stuff? Yeah, definitely. Is I understand it, why they wrote it. Yeah. I don't necessarily think they needed it. Is it a, is it a common thing in America at this moment? Clearly not. Yeah. It I is, mean, dude, there's terrorism. I mean, there's so much other stuff. It, 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 it it's making out, uh, you know, it to be like a boogeyman. Like, oh, they right. they they're gonna come over the seas right. and, and don't vote for the stadium in your city because yeah, here they come to yeah. rough up old women and babies. All you know? it is is lobbying, probably from it's like all lobbying. You, you hear in Detroit, you know, because they're, they're trying to start an MLS team. They uh, they approved a, a jail, a jail instead, yeah. instead of the uh, instead of they a soccer have stadium. running water, a jail, <laughs> a jail. That's what they they need in Detroit right a now. A jail, and and they and they've said they they've invested so much money into it that if if they want to build a soccer stadium, they have to pay for the jail. They have to essentially pay for what the cost of the jail was to be built. So they have to pay that before they can start building a stadium. What message is this sending to the youth, you know? Yeah. I think that's more violent. That's more violent. Exactly. Than a couple of supporters getting around having a little shove about. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, there'll be more violence in that jail than in a soccer stadium. Oh, just in the lunchroom. <laughs> How many puddings are there? <laughs> Not enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we're 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 definitely uh, pro soccer stadium 
Anti-jail. Anti-jail. That's that's. Please take that from uh, from this episode of the right. show. Uh, so everybody, thank you so much for listening. Oh man, we are the Cooligans. We are the Cooligans. We had a great time. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social media at Soccer Cooligans, and make sure. Uh, Follow Andy Winner at MLS Fantasy. Uh, great dude, really knows his great stuff. Guy. An absolute expert when it comes to MLS Fantasy. And look, and when it, let's be honest, when it comes to MLS Fantasy, there are not many experts on this planet. Right? But we found them. We found them, and we came to them. Uh, so uh, and we brought them to you. So <laughs> follow him, follow him, and uh, and, and support. Uh, and uh, just like last time, guys, we got a lot of emails. We're sending out a bunch of stickers. If you want stickers, you want your Cooligans stickers. There's only one way to get them, and that's the email us. Email us soccercooligans at gmail um, send us your address or wherever you want us to send them to. We will send you a couple of these stickers, baby. We want to get them in your hands. We want you to take pictures of wherever you put them. Tag us in it on Instagram, on t- on Twitter. We'll retweet it. We want to show the world that our fans are everywhere. So we want to get them in some weird cities. I think the furthest city we have is in California. Let's get some stuff in Montana, you know? Okay. Let's get some stuff up in Canada, like in, in weird places like Ottawa. Oh, how about you the know. Sudan? The Sudan. <laughs> Sudan, son. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you, uh, I'm Christian Polanco. This I'm is- Alexis Guerrero. And we are the, the Cooligans. Cooligans.